Yeah, I think what we really need to do on this show is start talking about like dank death metal bands, like really trashy, nasty, like going to porno grind a little bit. Yeah, if we're talking trashy, nasty, I can talk about the bathrooms at the temples in India that my wife just went and visited. Oh my. Oh God, it's horror stories. I just think it'd be fun to read lyrics from dank death metal bands like... I'm piling shit into the back of a truck and your dead body's there and like it's been and stuff. Yeah. I've been shoving shit down your throat with my mask for 20 years. Yeah. Something like that. I'll tell you what, this new theme song really gets my shit pumping. It's like a slowed down version of early in flames part of it. Yeah, a little bit. And that's kind of, I think, why you dig it. You just don't realize it. We need to talk about this band sometime. Okay. Do their whole catalog. In case you didn't know, this is Craig from Brazil. I like that their singer's name is Daniel Corpse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we're ready. Okay, now we're ready. <laughs> now you are ready. <laughs> You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 109, Tesseract. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you're a fan of one-word song titles, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. It's about time Jeff gets to talk about one of his favorite bands. Yes, I'm excited for this episode. It won't take very long for you to figure out why. I might be a fanboy of a particular singer. Might be a fanboy? Okay, he's one of my favorite singers Maybe my favorite singer currently going, actually. A couple weeks ago, I was all like, oh, man, I love Thursday. They're one of my favorite bands ever. And he's <laughs> like, fuck Thursday. Let's listen to Tesseract. Yeah, it was pretty much because I'm like, I had been listening to a lot of Tesseract right before Thursday. And God, was that a huge mistake? I just made me just cringe every time Jeff would sing, especially on the earlier albums. I definitely cringed a few times during Tesseract. I was shocked at first. I'm listening to the first album, and it's this weird combination of between the Buried in Me, progressive adult contemporary death metal mixed with new metal in places, and maybe even a little bit of death grind. Just a little bit, Jeff. Don't worry. And then Altered State comes in, and I get some of the prettiest female vocals I've ever heard in my life. Oh, uh, dude. That's yeah. a dude, and that's, that's Ash O'Hara, and he's probably my favorite vocalist in... Uh, that's currently going. To be fair, man, he's he's up there. Yeah, you and it suck, takes yo. some talent to get that high and hold it and not screw it up. And not go full Claudio. Right, right. And I had uh, we'll link it in the uh, the show notes and uh, when we'll get to it whenever we talk about altered state. Uh, but I don't want to jump jump ahead here. I was pretty surprised by Tesseract because usually when Jeff recommends a band, this is what I imagine. Start off with impossible to pronounce name. Follow that <laughs> up with like, it can't, ju- it can't just be from Sweden or from Norway. It has to be from like Indonesia. And then usually what I hear is something like this. You're one for three at this point. And then I'm like, dude, they only have one full length album. And you're like, yeah, but they've got like 14 EPs that are all 74 minutes long. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't care. So yeah, Tesseract was kind of like, okay, Britain, progressive metal, 
kind of contortionist like I, I enjoy that part of it yeah this is his main this is my mainstream go-to this band is oh i mean i wouldn't call it mainstream i mean like mainstream for jeff yeah for me this is mainstream okay Let, let's get that straight for starters so yes this whenever like i hear people listening to pop music and i want them to hear what i think you know poppy mainstream music should sound like i show them tesseract especially altered state because that is just it's magic in my ears have you heard pull me under by dream theater it's one of the most poppy songs i've ever heard right i'm just i'm just trying to explain what if it was a world made of jeff's instead of christina aguilera and britney spears you know and michael jackson's granted i love michael jackson i'm just gonna take a drink of my coffee and think about what you just said well we're not allowed to talk about michael jackson anymore yeah i would i would have if it was a world of jeff's everybody's favorite band would be tesseract or one of their favorite one of their favorite bands well before i let dan start talking about dank metal bands i'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at discussmetal.com. We're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening, and now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We love five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion, and we love them because they make us feel good inside. They make us feel warm and fuzzy and gooey and whatever kind of feelings Jeff gets when he listens to Tesseract. (laughs) But uh, We can't air that on the episode, or at least it'd be beeped out by Joe the whole time. Oh, he doesn't beep me, dude. I just give, I feed that thing $25 every week and I can say whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) However, rating, reviewing, and subscribing is the lifeblood of a podcast. If we want to get recommended to other listeners that haven't heard our podcast, those algorithms are going to look for how many ratings, how many reviews, and how many subscribers we have. So it's really the best thing that you can do for a podcast if you want to support them without pitching money over to their Patreon, which you can also do over at patreon.com slash discussmetal. One dollar a month gets you access to that exclusive album review feed. We got a Facebook message from Eric Swanson. He says, hey, guys, I just recently found your podcast and I am hooked. I'm a huge metalhead, but don't really have many people in my life that share my same passion for heavy music. So it was nice to find this and hear you discuss some of the bands that I love. I'm addicted to it and can't stop listening. Keep it going, guys. Oh, and thanks for including the Christian bands, too. You're welcome. Because those are the ones that I grew up with, and I'm glad you guys like them and are giving them props. Sounds like Dan's not the only one who grew up listening to predominantly Christian metal. Yeah, I mean, apparently there's really no uh, way to quantify the amount of people that have the same background that I have. <laughs> and I'm yeah. surprised by that. It's it's cool, though, too, because I think it's important that we give, especially, you know, like, I, I'm not uh, overtly. Uh, I didn't have a. I didn't have that. Uh, not overtly, but I didn't have that Christian upbringing that you did. But I love living sacrifice. I would love living sacrifice, whether they're Christian or, you know, Hindi or Satanist. I, you know, I, it's just good, good music. And the fact that, uh, it didn't get is quite open to the masses just because they were quote unquote Christian. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're Christian, but they're a fucking awesome band. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they're one of the greatest metal bands 
ever, Christian or not. So it's stuff like that, you know, it's important that we get those those bands out there so people can realize that there's some some amazing stuff out there they may not necessarily heard in the mainstream. Let us be a living example. Music is music. We're listening to metal. We're talking about metal. This is Discography Discussion. That might be our new tagline this summer. Cool. It absolutely could be. Yeah. And I think we'd all be fine with it. So we did get another message on uh, Facebook as well from Randall. Said, I just listened to the Norma Jean episode and I wanted to tell you more about the If You Got It at Five video. I'm the one doing flips into the pool and there were some shots in the fake puke um, in the background doing over the top reactions. Oh, that was fake puke? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> at the end of the video, I'm wearing a green striped tank top. We actually did the gallon challenge into a small plastic kiddie pool. No, uh, no fake puke was used. The obvious fake shots was milk loaded into a tube hooked up to an air compressor. At the end, when you see yellow puke, that's 100% real. LOL. Also, in the video, if if you see someone holding a red Solo cup, not milk. <laughs> we all got super drunk that day. I was okay until the gallon challenge. Uh, once I started puking, I blacked out. That's pretty fucking metal, so we'll take it. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that behind-the-scenes glance into one of our favorite bands. Yes, that was fun. I talked to Randall for a while on Messenger that same night, and apparently he has forwarded our Norma Jean episode to Corey Brannon for review. Uh-oh. So to we'll see how that goes. continued. So, Jeff. Yes, sir. Tell me about Tesseract. Fantastic band from England. What else do you need to know? They're progressive metal kind of bordering on closer to the prog rock depending on the album that you're listening to but uh they're a lot like the contortionists they kind of you know walk that tightrope and kind of sway one way or the other a little bit that might be part of the reason why i like them is because the they kind of hit the same uh uh same spots that i'm looking for uh, that the contortionist does but they came out with their first album uh one when did that come out i think it was 2011 2011 we know I'm hooked. You named your album after my favorite Metallica song. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely uh, got a lot of different elements. They're pulling from a lot of places. They're super technical, but uh, it's a lot like early contortionists uh, in the, the fact that you, there's some pretty vocals. Although I have to say that this first album, the clean vocals are a little thin. I, I think Dan would agree on that one because I think he, he said the same thing uh, while we were messaging earlier this week yeah i love the music on this one but the vocals really needed some work dude sounds really thin doesn't always sound into it and there's like some screams here and i'm kind of glad they just dropped that because it was not doing it for me even a little bit yeah i think he was the thinness was kind of him trying to sound airy and pretty he just needed to quite literally grab it by the balls in my opinion i think that would have been a better angle to go with I just think for this kind of music, a deeper guttural growling vocalist would be better. I'm going to differ from you. I actually like the screams on this. They're kind of ethereal, and uh, that part of it works for me. It doesn't have to be the deep guttural for this. It's kind of like, um, I don't know what it is, but I, I it worked for me on this. It, it was more like Wraith-like. It was. Uh, uh, I thought it was just thin and shitty, to be honest with you. Like... It sounds like he was really pushing himself even to do those, almost like he was being pressured into doing it to try to match the music itself or something like that. 
you know, like even if he had stayed, even if they'd had a vocalist that was staying in the higher register, I would have been okay with that. I mean, I like, I like raspier, ethereal vocals. This doesn't sound like that though. This sounds like Chester Bennington screaming, which I'm not like the biggest fan of. And that's all I hear out of this is is kind of your 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 latter day new metal type of screams. Okay, so you I get what you're saying, and, and I can see that. I think that's actually a pretty good comparison as far as the type of vocals that we're hearing, because that's a lot of uh, Chester Bennington here, as far as the screams are concerned. I think the screams are kind of on par with him. Do you think the guttural vocalist preference has more to do with between the buried and me? basically doing the exact same thing only shoving the guttural vocal in <laughs> yeah. he's grinning and smiling of I course think it so, is yeah well like when jeff makes early contortionist comparisons what did i like about the early contortionist that it, it reminded us like, of between the buried and me it, yeah and it sounded like this but had guttural deeper vocals that really accentuated the cleans and kind of created this like peanut butter jelly situation <laughs> that i love so much this is more like peanut butter with like a little bit of Nutella spread on it. I fucking hate Nutella, man. It's overrated. I'm with you on that. I guess I'm a little nicer to this first album than you guys are, but that's because I am defi- I'm definitely the uh, going to be a bigger fan. The clean vocals remind me of a band called Penback, uh, which is kind of a um, proggy, emo-ish, weird-sounding band from California. But that's where the clean vocals, especially in the lower register, remind me of that. And I like that band quite a bit. But I don't think the vocals just quite, um, the clean vocals match what the music is on this. And that, I don't think that's too shocking on a first album. I, that's not, a, it's, I don't think they're the first band that we've reviewed that we felt that way, where they hadn't come into their own yet. I don't dislike this album at all. I was actually surprised how much of it reminded me of Between the Buried and Me. And then as soon as I get comfortable with that comparison, it turns into straight dream theater. And then as soon as I get comfortable with that, there's just this little hint of new metal thrown in. So I was shocked that it didn't continue that way going into altered state. Well, let me be clear. I loved the music on the first album a lot, but the vocals just didn't work for me. So when you get into Altered State, you've got a nice, I don't know, I don't want to say it's peanut butter and jelly, because then it would have to have guttural death metal vocals in it. Let's just keep this going. 2013. If something was missing before, if something was off, if something wasn't quite right, in Dan's eyes, it is now quite right. Oh yeah, it's nice. I mean, the vocals are, I don't know. What do you think, 800 times better than they were on the first album? Speaking of modern uh, music, best vocals on a uh, progressive metal slash progressive rock album in the last 15 years easily. Ash O'Hara's got a a unique tone, but my God, can he hit those high notes? And it just, it's amazing. He sounds like a fucking angel sometimes, man. You're like, how the hell does a dude hit those those notes and hold it without having and he can do the crazy thing about it most of the people they kind of end up doing like this fake vibrato uh with their voice whenever they hit those high notes because they can't stay on a note for an extended period of time 
This dude can just hit it and stay there and just plant it like it's nobody's business. It's insane. Absolutely insane. And there is a YouTube video uh, of the first, th I think it's the first three songs. It's like six, 14 minutes long. It's of ma the of matter. Because essentially, there's really only four songs on this because this is kind of like a, uh, uh, you have like of matter one, two, and three. Of Mind 1 and 2, Of Reality 1, 2, and 3, and Of Energy 1 and 2. That's essentially, those are the, the track titles when they add a little bit uh, uh, behind it. But the Of Matter is the best 14 minutes in prog rock slash prog metal. Seriously, in the last 14 years. It's unbelievable. It, it is easily, easily my most listened to album. If you go on, because you know I can go on Spotify you can see how we know what you listen to the most. You can do that really with any of uh, these music services. The uh, Altered State is by far the most listened to by me. Uh, I think the language by the contortionist is number two. I don't love it that much, but part of that just comes from me being a meathead. Like, I worked really hard this week, like 12-hour days, five days this week. So I have to admit that it was kind of hard for me to stay awake for some of these albums. By the end of the day, uh, my headphones have been broken, so I've been working like music-free for <laughs> five days, and I'm more insane for it. But uh, what I really liked about Altered State was just that it was the idea of Tesseract, but actually done like full-on. Like it was almost like one was just like, "Hey, here's an idea that we have for a band," but then Altered State was like, "Okay, great, let's throw some money into it and then make it into a real thing." Yeah, and they threw so much into it, they actually ran out of money. And that's why the drums are tracked. And that's the other reason why we need to see the Of Matter video. So you can see them play those those first three songs live continuously through. And it is it is bang on, man. Those guys, they're, they're hell of a musicians. By tracked, you mean programmed? Yes. That is unfortunate, especially listening to how good the band is. But I've heard worse. Yeah, as far as programmed drums it's mostly i mean i know there is uh there's some live playing on there but most of it uh, has been programmed and it's essentially because they ran out of time and ran out of money then there's the first album by dream theater that featured mike mangini where he played like a programmed drummer because he can well there's not a huge difference if you listen to that video if you watch that video go back and listen to it i mean you can hear uh in the beginning as uh ash is getting his feet wet he's a little little pitchy in spots but as soon as he gets going the cohesion of the entire group is is easy to see and you know that's they're not one of those bands that's going to be running around and jumping and off the top of their amps and you know you can see the lead singer climbing up the the stack and you know try to get up on the rafters so they're not all like just Eddie. burns red no no they're not that but they're going to play a fan you know just fantastic musicians i don't necessarily know if they're the, going to be the greatest entertainers but i tell you what ash is easy on the eyes he's a good looking dude totally relevant to our music discussion by the way <laughs> well I, i'm serious i mean like here's this dude i mean he looks like a, a fucking model okay and he sings like an angel and uh yeah i mean what's not to like about that who are you going to tell me you wouldn't want to be him I don't know about that, because if I was him, I would do deep, guttural death metal <laughs> vocals. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm just saying that, you know, as far as like a front man, I'm like, I mean, he's, he's no, got, he's he, no Tommy Rogers from between the buried and me <laughs> who well, can also sing like an angel and also can do deep guttural death metal vocals. But does so he I look, guess they're all just different strokes for different folks. But does he look like an angel? I think he does. Okay. Well, then there we go. But that's, you know, that's kind of what you want in a front man. You want somebody who's beautiful and can sing beautifully. And that's exactly what Ash does. He's, he's amazing. I can't explain how amazing this album is to me. It is, it is my go-to when I just want to chill and I've, uh, I've over listened to the contortionist. <laughs> I think it's really good. I just, for some reason, don't have the emotional attachment to it that you do. I mean, cause don't get me wrong. I love the, the genty waves that they kind of travel through. I like the way that all sounds like the way it all comes together. Well, that's not, well, that's what you are hitting on one thing. If there is something lacking uh, in their mu- their music, it's the emotion. They are, you know, some people would complain that they are overproduced. I mean, just a little bit. And uh, that they're, they strive so much for perfection uh, that you're like, okay, you know, they're, it's like they're robots with, uh, you know, with somebody who's a half robot, half angel who does the vocals. And I would get it. I mean, I understand that, but I'm a little different on that you know depending on on how i'm feeling there's some days that you know i'm you know emotional as hell and you know i go back to my old school emo days you know or i'm pissed off and i go straight to the grind core but if i'm just you know sitting back and i ain't got shit to do and i'm not really angry about anything i don't need to pick me up i just want to hear some good fucking music this it doesn't get any better than this in my opinion i understand what you're saying because i actually agree with that yeah, I mean, I'll give it to you. It's very good. Yes. There's no there's no denying that. You're deaf if you can't hear that this band is obviously talented and they're really good at what they do. But you're you're right, and I agree that they can be sometimes antiseptically good, if that makes sense. It's modern dream theater syndrome. It's so mechanical, it loses feeling. But if you ask the band, I'm just not into what they're doing. And I don't think that's the case with a band like Tesseract. I think they're just good musicians who write good music and then play it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Also, Jeff, Tommy Rogers is staring you down. Yeah, I see. So that's my prom date. Yeah, I will say he's no Ash O'Hara. I'm sorry. He uh, He's had a lot of a lot of struggles in life, but he's overcome them. He's a pretty cool dude. He's got a very interesting story. Never knew his dad. Essentially, his dad was a sperm donor. You know... You know, mom stuck him in Catholic school, fucking hated it, trying to figure out what the hell to do in life. See, and that's why it's weird to me that there's not more of an emotional attachment, like even vocally. Seems like there's a lot to go off of. I think that's just him striving for perfection because of the shit that he's had to deal with. I did like this album, but I don't think things really picked up for me for Tesseract until we got to Polaris. 2015. I'm shocked, actually. It's got a little bit more of like a hard rock mentality to it. And that's almost better to me than trying to have like a dream theater, progressive metal tinge to it. Don't misunderstand me. It very much is that (laughs) still. But I don't know, like original vocalist is back. He sounds way better than he did on the first album. Yes, he does. I mean, just way better. And I like his more hard rock. And even Joe said a little bit new metal type of singing doesn't have any of those weak screams on here and i think his voice does sound a little bit more emotional a little bit more human 
Yes, it does. And I actually, I like his falsetto too. His falsetto that he does when he breaks into that, you know, when he gets that voice break and, and then hits it. Yeah, I, I think that works really well for him on here because he does that quite a bit on the last two albums. I think this definitely sounds the most Dream Theater that we've had so far, just with it being almost like it's genty, but like it's so genty that it's almost kind of funky. Yeah, and this album was mixed in uh, 5.1. I got to mention it because I'm the fucking <laughs> nerd in the house when it comes to that shit. <laughs> well, the album kicks off with Dystopia, and right away, it's got an upbeat groove. The first two albums start off much more ethereal sounding. And like, that's never a good fucking sign because it's like nine o'clock at night and I have been working all day and I'm tired and I probably ate some pizza. So there's like, my body's just like, oh my God, why do you do this to me every single day? Carb overload. And, you know, I sit down on my couch in front of my stereo system. I pop on a Tesseract album. It's all like uh, coming in and I'm asleep in 10 minutes. But on Polaris, it starts off punchy and a little bit more attention grabbing. So it's able to kind of connect with me better. Like, I think maybe it was just a sequencing thing on the first two albums. I love the first two albums. I think they sound incredible. This album doesn't hesitate. This album is more confident in who it is. I get it. But I don't mind, you know, those intros and, you know, where it's all fancy shit. That's fine because you sit at a desk all day. No, I'm just fucking with you. I do now, man. It fucking sucks. I this past week I had to tell get up. me about how much it sucks to be sitting down in a temperature controlled environment all day. Well, considering it's the first time in my adult life that I've done it, I've always been, you know, sit down, get up, go do your shit, keep doing shit until the end of the day. Maybe sit down, do you know, to, to write a couple emails. And now that's all I do, and it's weird. I'm sure you it's the grass is always greener on the other side kind of it always is dude trust me I I worked a desk job for two years and wanted to kill myself at the end of it so you know that's that's a whole other deal uh back to Polaris though I liked how confident the band sounded on this I liked that they had their original lead singer upgraded you know uh he's back but he's actually like killing it now yeah he went to finishing school there's no question about that because he like he's he's no longer thin sounding uh, he's got some fullness in his voice and uh, uh, real drums on this album. Yeah. Always preferred. Well, that's because they made so much money off of altered state. I mean, that's still their, their best reviewed album. That's what's sold the most for them. Obviously. I mean, whenever you have that kind of money, you can go back and do whatever you want afterwards. These guys are huge over in Europe. I have no trouble believing that this is like, right. Yeah. Cause that's right up that kind of alley. I mean, this is tailor made. I will say that I was pleasantly surprised when he, uh, the the old lead singer, came back. I was not expecting him to sound like he does now. It's way better. It kind of reminds me of um, of Killswitch, like a Jesse Leach situation. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, we've got Jesse. He's great. And then we got Howard. He's really great. And yeah. then it's like, oh, we got Jesse back, but he's now really great too. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I, it makes you like wonder you know which which camp are you in now i don't think it's a camp thing though with this band i don't think it's like that at all i think well no i'm just saying like are you in the daniel or are you in the at who do you like better as a front man of tesseract i mean who do you think i like better it's going to be the dude named daniel in my opinion the guy named dan should always be in charge (laughs) that's just the way it is 
Although in a band like this, I find it hard to believe that the lead singer is in charge of anything. You know, uh, they're definitely, a, this is definitely a band for musicians and that's fine. I, I enjoy, I enjoy their stuff. I enjoy the soundscapes they come up with. Uh, it's just hard for me to stay awake. It's not going to be my go-to when I want to listen to something cool because in, in my defense or like in, like with what I'm saying, there's a lot of bands that do music similar to this, like the contortionist, but they're the whole package for me because they still have the extreme metal basis. Whereas I don't think the Tesseract has that. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with them not having an extreme metal base. It's just not my preference. Well, I think Polaris specifically is an album you could give to an extreme metal fan. If somebody had never listened to progressive metal, just straight hard rock, heavy metal, even degent, Jeff could come in with his atmosphere and say, listen to Polaris and just tell me what you think. That's... Part of the reason that I think that I like Tesseract in general as well, uh, I think they can appeal to um, a lot of different people. You can get the metalheads involved. You can get the uh, the old proggy uh, guys that love old school Genesis, you know, in, in Rush, and le- and let them listen to this, and they're gonna say, "Hey, yeah, I like the new gen generation. This is good." And I feel like I don't have a lot to say about it because I'm into this. I like this kind of progressive metal that pulls from everything but puts it together in a presentable package, not an overly atmospheric or overly expecting me as the listener to buy into the band and their whole demeanor and we're being dark and atmospheric and you need to sit down and listen to the mood don't just listen to the music i shouldn't have to do that i should be able to put the album on and listen to it and decide for myself how much effort and time i'm going to give it as dan has infamously said they're not up their own ass because this type of music it's really easy for that to happen that's a good point this doesn't sound like it's up their own ass yeah i don't get that vibe from this at all and that and that is not an easy thing to accomplish with this style of music i wonder why that is is it mixed differently than other bands is the vocalist at the perfect level that you don't feel forced to listen to him well i know the guitarist does um i think it's alec or alcee i've seen it spelt both ways a-L-E-C and A-L-C-E. I don't know which is which. I think it's kind of a joke in the band at this point in time. But he does a, a lot of the production work, and uh, I think he is kind of the driving vision behind it. It walks that tightrope better than most in this genre. I don't think that it's a production thing. I think it's dedication to songwriting. People that are up their own ass are dedicated to one thing, themselves. It's a whole lot of looky what I can do. Hey, it's nice in here. There's some really cool stuff on these records that's like, wow, it probably was really hard for them to play that in that time signature. Or they made this really weird abrupt change that at first I wasn't on board with, but now I'm on board with it. They made it work. Uh, There's an absolute dedication to the songs themselves, and it's not just one member showing off over everyone else, and that's what the difference is. Yeah, I think you're right, and it's that transition it's not like hey i have a bunch of cool shit listen to me do it it's hey i have a bunch of cool shit 
and listen how well we can transition from one thing to the other. And that's, a, I think, a challenge that a lot of bands within, you know, that within the proggy and technical aspect of music uh, doesn't seem to get very well, is how well can you transition from point A to point B? And that's one thing that Tesseract does in spades. 2018, Sonder. This is the shit, man. Sometimes Jeff just sums it up in one sentence. It's kind of, kind of okay. Kind of okay. Are you serious, man? Remember how I said the last album doesn't hesitate and comes right out in front and hits you with everything, but then still steps back for a moment and allows the atmosphere to bloom? I didn't say it exactly like that, but you got what I was saying. I've listened to the first 10 minutes of this album four times this week. This one slows down. Fell asleep every single time. It's not bad. It's just the next album by Tesseract. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. It's not bad. Like I said, this band is good. They're on a level that most other bands are not on, but it is all kind of starting to blend together now. Is that a bad thing, though, if you like this? No. I don't get that, but I get all kind of nerdy on this shit, so... Okay, tell me, tell me about what on Sonder differentiates the band from their previous three releases. I didn't say that. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I can tell distinctly that this is this album, not the previous album. But I get what you're saying. You're saying the song structures, especially the guitar tones, is pretty consistent throughout the, all four albums. Do you remember what I said about Fear Factory, how the band's entire sound is based off of what they pull out of a single bag of tricks? I guess I do. It's kind of the same thing here. I don't think you're going to hear something on a Tesseract album that you're not going to hear on the other Tesseract albums. It's not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, I was listening to an interview with Ryan Clark of Demon Hunter this week, and uh, he was explaining the reason Demon Hunter stuff all sounds the same is because they're a brand. If you go to McDonald's and they give you Taco Bell, you're going to be pissed, or you would have chosen to go to Taco Bell. It's not the best explanation for what I'm trying to say, but I just thought I would let a famous person say it instead of me. Yeah, but I don't like his brand. I like this brand. Right. It's not about whether Demon Hunter's good or not. It's just <laughs> about it's just about like what he's saying is that like people that like Tesseract are going to be fine with an album like Sonder. Somebody like me that wasn't really that on board in the first place, it, through no fault of theirs it's hard to keep me on board because I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's a fourth album. If I was looking for something different, it's obvious that I'm not going to get it. Yeah, I. it's because you are more dude bro. you looking for that beat down. Dude, bro. Yes. Do you even prog metal, bro? <laughs> no, you do not. Oh, I do. Just not this. I listened to so much Aborted last week. <laughs> and obscura. Okay, now you're talking. Dude, abort, aborted's really good. If you haven't listened yes, to no, their, I, I have. If they I haven't, have. if you haven't listened to their last three albums, you need to just shut the fuck up. I didn't say anything bad about them. Just I'm already getting pumped up about it. You're getting defensive about it. Anyway, let's up. let's get back to Sonder, Okay. I don't know. I like that ethereal kind of scream. That's back on this one. I like his falsetto. His falsetto was really good. I've said that already, but. I think it deserves another mention. It sounds better than the first album. Oh, yeah. It's like a redo. Wait a minute. If you take the S 
and the D and the R out, <laughs> you've got one. That's right. SDR. Isn't that isn't that Jeff's name on Discord? SDRE. Oh, man. Sunny Day Real Estate. This is getting crazy. <laughs> the level of conspiracy here. Yes. No, I think I think Sonder is a perfectly serviceable Tesseract album. I don't have any problems with it. It's fine. I've fallen asleep to it a whole bunch of times because for some reason, this band just doesn't grab me. And again, it's through no fault of their own. you got to be into this kind of music and this vocal styling to enjoy it, I would say. It's not going to be overly emotional. That's not what this is. It's designed to be overly technical and it almost to the point of being pretty. It's like eating vanilla pudding. But I like vanilla pudding. But like I need there to be like raisins or something in it. And I don't get that here. Right. You I, had me at vanilla pudding. You lost me at raisins. <laughs> Overall, I think Tesseract is a good band. And you can count this as my final thought. There's nothing wrong with this band. If you like progressive metal, atmospheric metal, do you like Between the Baird and Me? Do you like Opeth? Do you like the non-John Petrucci-centric Dream Theater? You're probably going to like Tesseract. To me, they represent that band that you hear in the background of the movie when the main character is walking down the street, walking past the club with the people standing out front going, why won't you let me in? And the guy's got the flashlight, and there's a band in there somewhere with lights flashing, and they're playing, and you think, wow, that's really cool. Maybe I should stop and listen to that, but then you remember you're watching a movie, and you have to follow the main character. It will grab you and hang on to you if this is what you're looking for. But if you're a casual listener or a casual progressive metal fan, you're still going to like it. If you're like me... You're going to go listen to Colors and remember how good this really can be. Ouch. So I know everybody in this room is a bigger BT Bam fan than Tesseract, except for me. I'm the opposite. This album is good. All four albums are good. Altered State is, for me, it is Altered State. I mean, it is another dimension for this band. It is a almost to say like a one-hit wonder because I think the other three albums are good but there's something missing. Whatever the chemistry was on Altered State, just it made it magical for me. It was everything that I'm looking for in a proggy, technical album. It was damn near close to perfection for me outside of the fact that some of the drums on it were programmed but they did a good enough job of programming it that it was hard to tell that they were programmed, if that makes any sense. I really wanted to do this episode for Altered State because it is, in my opinion, one of the best proggy albums that, like we said, in the last 15 years. It is amazing to me. And I wish that Ash was still with the band. I know he's out doing his own thing with uh, Voices from the Fusel Fuselage. I wish that they had better production values because Ash kind of gets lost in the um, the music on those albums. But he's just, you know, it it's just it was like the magical formula on on Altered State, and it just it just did it for me. I, there's no other else, no other Altered State just did it for me. There is no other way to put it than that. It was just the perfect combination of what me as a listener personally was looking for. And 
I love it. What about you, Dan? You're going to shit on it, too? I think Tesseract is a good band for people that want to get into kind of more off-the-beaten-path metal or hard rock. I think the biggest problem is is some asshole like me is going to be like, check out this super awesome progressive band. They're called Opeth. And then they, they get the wrong album by Opeth because they're not used to the gutturals. So, like, they're listening to something really pretty, and then a second later, they hear is just like, and then I dipped the cookie into the great white abyss, and then I ate it, and it was so tasty, and then I raped somebody. <laughs> I think that's really, I think that's really off-putting to people that are trying to get into progressive metal, and the only band they really know is Dream Theater. So, like, people sometimes when they hear those Cookie Monster vocals come in on a band like this, they're kind of like, oh, I didn't, didn't really need that. Or I didn't ask for that. I think for people like that, I think Tesseract is exactly what they need. If somebody was like, hey, I'm not really into screamy music, but I like stuff that's heavy and technical. Yeah, dude, check out Tesseract. I think you'll really dig it. But for guys like me, got to have those gutturals in there, man. Got to eat my got to eat my cookies and milk. Is Tesseract a good band to keep in your back pocket for somebody that doesn't listen to extremely technical metal? or death metal? I think it's a good band for somebody who likes um, rock or like old school progressive music and you want to ease them into metal. They are fantastic for that. So this is a good entry point. Yeah, it's a fantastic entry point in my opinion. Especially, uh, I, I think you should listen to Altered State first. Just forget about one. And then uh, probably go on to like uh, you know Polaris and Sonder, uh, because then you know get more, you get the screaming. Uh, before that, I would I wouldn't because most of those peop- people, screaming's not their thing in, in music, and you have to ease them in slowly. But the screaming fits, and it's not the prominent aspect of the music. I kind of feel the same way about uh, language by the Contortionist is another really good one to get somebody in, you know, gently and slowly so they can finally, you know, understand what it is that we like about this music. Dan, what's your album of the week? Despite the fact that I've been forced to listen to the two new Demon Hunter albums, it's not it's not either one of those. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to go with Necropolis by Vader. Ooh. Dude, Vader's got this uh, crazy music video out that I been wanting to to watch again and i hadn't seen it in a long time did you know that vader is the reason why the band the eagles of death metal are called the eagles of death metal really yeah so i think it was um it's the dude from queen to the stone age and he was also in um oh my god we talked about him um oh my god i can't believe i can't remember this guy's name josh homie or nick Oliveri? josh homie okay yeah anyway Josh Homme or Josh Hom, we, we never could figure out how to say one. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, he was showing the dudes from Eagles of Death Metal stuff from Vader. He's like, oh, man, these guys are incredible. They're like the Eagles of Death Metal. And that's how they came up with the name. Nice. That's very cool. Jeff, what about you? It is the most obvious worst kept secret in the history of this podcast. Altered State by Tesseract. And it's a cop-out, too. (laughs) It was Caius. Caius was the band I couldn't think of the name of. 
Oh, I thought you was just the name Josh's name that you couldn't remember. I, I didn't realize. No, you I remember Josh, but I couldn't remember. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I would have said that. Every time My somebody bad. says Caius, I want to say Queens of the Stone Age, and I know that's wrong. For no reason other than I love the album. I spent a lot of time this week when I wasn't listening to Tesseract, listening to Power Man 5000 Transform. The album that they don't get a lot of acknowledgement for, and I don't know why. It's better than Tonight the Stars Revolt. I said it. I think the Tonight the Stars Revolt's only got a handful of good tracks on it. Hey guys, one more thing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you. We want to hear from you. There's so many different ways you can reach out to us. It's not even funny. Like, it's not funny. Don't laugh. You can send us an email at danandjoeshow@gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can find us on Twitter under at Discuss Metal. You can actually find me personally at Discuss Metal Dan or Joe at Discuss Metal Joe on Twitter. Uh, we're always on there lurking like creepers. So if you want to throw us a tweet or send us a Facebook message or something, please do so. We want to hear from you guys. We love hearing the band suggestions that you guys throw out. Every time somebody suggests a band for us to talk about, we throw it into a master list. So you will get to hear us do an episode on that band eventually. And on that note, this has been episode 109 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash Discuss Metal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money.